This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hello and welcome to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Wakefield, and I am here to help you take charge of your health, get empowered, and ultimately become the best version of yourself. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Girl Fit Method podcast. Super excited to bring you this Christmas silly season podcast episode to you. So we're going to be talking about all things, how to deal with food anxiety, social events, comments that you don't want to hear. It's kind of like your survival guide for Christmas and then what to do if you feel guilty after eating whatever you ate on Christmas Day, which you absolutely should not. But I understand that that is the reality for a lot of you. So I'm super excited to get stuck into this podcast episode. Before we do though, I do want to say that we are still running our Gym Shark Voucher giveaway. You can enter into the giveaway by leaving a rating, a review, sending a screenshot of that to me and I will pop you in the running. So this month's winner is Miria. Oh, I did not pronounce that right. So your Instagram handle is M-E-A-R-A, Mirara, Mirara, Mirara. Oh gosh, I'm terrible at this. Okay, reach out to me, send me a DM. I will be sending you through that Gymshark voucher. Very exciting. I actually just purchased like so many leggings, like I think like 10 leggings from Gymshark. I love, love, love their stuff. So that'll be your little Christmas present from GFM. The other thing I want to say as well as all of the ratings and reviews you guys have left, I honestly read every single one of them and it makes my heart so incredibly happy. Genuinely, I just love to read how the podcast is impacting you guys in a positive way and it just really encourages us to continue doing what we're doing. So if you get any value from this or you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the absolute world for you to leave a rating, leave a review or even share it onto your stories or share it with friends. It really does help to push the podcast out and to support us. All right, that is enough from me. Let's get stuck into this podcast episode with head coach Vanessa and coach Julie. Hello and welcome back to the Girl Fit Method podcast. On today's podcast episode, we have the GFM team with Coach Vanessa and Coach Julie. Welcome, ladies. Hi. Hi, guys. <laughs> okay. So um, situation today, I sound disgusting. I, I've had a chest infection, ear infection, conjunctivitis, um, and I was going to say something else I've got, but it's probably not appropriate for on here. Um, so my body is just like giving up on me. Uh, anyway, I sound very, very congested. So my apologies. I don't sound as nice and clear. Uh, and Vanessa's also bobbling her head down below if you're watching this. Um, so I've gotten her, convinced her. She's joined the walking desk club, I guess. Good little walking, uh, well, we got a little treadmill for underneath the desk. Absolute game changer. Am I right? You are absolutely right. Yes, it's amazing. If yes. you can, I And Julie's on vacation. Yes, I am in Las Vegas. Woo! Been Bye. hitting up the casinos. Yep, I'm going to gamble my money away, guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're losing Julie, everyone. <laughs> No, 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 no. I hope you're having fun. You're having a good time. You're there with your family. Yes, you? I am here with my family. Yeah. So it's okay. been a good time so far. Have you actually gambled? No, that's the plan tonight, though. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, yay. All right. You're going to have fun. We're sending you good vibes. Good luck I vibes. <laughs> <laughs> if I win really big, I'll share the earnings, guys. <laughs> better. <laughs> you better. We'll track you down. 
Um, so on today's podcast episode, we are going to be talking about all things surviving Christmas and the holiday season. This is going to be released right before Christmas, the Monday before Christmas. Now, this time of year, I know we've sort of talked about this in previous podcast episodes, but it can be quite scary and it can be quite anxiety inducing, especially if we don't have the healthiest relationship with food. And if we know we're going to be seeing people that we don't necessarily want to be seeing people. It's kind of funny, isn't it? That like a lot of our social interactions in life revolve around food. They do. And so those two things come hand in hand. And I think even on top of the issue with food, we can then have like things like social anxiety as well. So we're building up in our mind this like Christmas day being this like terrible, terrifying thing for different, a whole bunch of different reasons. I was thinking back to um, Christmas. Oh, maybe it was like, oh, it was a while ago. It was before I had Sunny. So maybe like seven years ago. And we uh, have Christmas at my, well, we're having Christmas at my grandparents' house. And I remember having to get up super duper early to make sure that I hit the gym and just did like a whole bunch of cardio so that like I felt like I at least I'd gotten some movement in so that the food that I was going to eat was kind of like the exercise was going to counteract the fact that I'm going to over eat calories. And then when I got back home um, to my grandparents' house, I like tried to be really quote unquote good for like lunch. And then I just let loose, like let loose. And then I just could not stop myself. And this is like, I think a really common story. I know both of you have done similar things, right? Yeah, for sure. It's a, it's a tough time of year. Absolutely. With the holidays. It is really hard. It is so hard, especially if you're trying to mend your relationship with food, right? So there's that side of things. But then there's also the side of things where it's like, okay, you've got a fat loss goal as well. How do you navigate that? And I think we've talked about this prior, like it's just not the time, right? It's just not the time to be trying to eat in a calorie deficit when we're around all of this food. But also we've just got like social event after social event after social event. And all you're going to do is set yourself up for failing because you can't really stick to a deficit. And that's okay. I think it's a really great time to um, make sure that you are giving yourself a break from being in a calorie deficit and using the time just to sit at maintenance, right? We don't need to go and eat in a calorie surplus, but you can go and eat at maintenance to give yourself a bit of a break. Um, Do Coach Julie, Coach Vanessa, I know that's kind of a strategy that we have used. What advice have you given the girls um, over the month of December? For sure. I'll go first. So for my own clients specifically, I have a very small percentage of my roster is dieting um, and for different reasons. But if you can, and you definitely should go into maintenance for this time of year, it makes the holidays so much less stressful, honestly, because you're not in that same like food focused place that you are when you're in a deficit, even if you do it in a healthy way, which we obviously do, there still is a little bit of food focus, hunger, fatigue, all of those things. So if there's no reason for you to be in a deficit, like if you're not on a specific timeline and it's kind of just a goal, um, I think that being able to take the month of December, especially because outside of even just like whatever holiday you're celebrating, that's a few days, there's tons of social events. I know for myself, for a lot of my roster as well. So being able to just pull back and increase calories up to a good spot. And like you said, not in a crazy surplus or anything, but so that you're not hungry and that you're not super food focused and that you're able to participate without going overboard. That's kind of my advice for my clients um, going forward into this kind of time of year. Love it. Julie? 
Yeah, I would say I have very similar <clears throat> guide or like tips too. It's just the clients who are really eager to hop into the fat loss phase are like, why can't I just start now? And I'm like, well, let's just get through the holidays first. You know, what's the extra, you know, two to three weeks of, you know, just staying at maintenance for now. And then we can really hit the ground running in the new year, especially too. I know that's a really big motivator for a lot of people as well as just, you know, like the new year with new goals. And then the clients who I do have in a fat loss phase, I kind of set the expectation that the progress might be a bit slower in December, just so they don't get like down on themselves or feel like they're failing because they're not making as much progress as they had maybe initially a couple months ago. So I think that's really helped in just like allowing people to understand that they don't need to be perfect and that, you know, we can enjoy these social events out and still reach like our goals in the long run. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's like it comes down to those expectations as well because if you go into something with these really high expectations of what you want to achieve and your environment isn't going to be supportive of that, all you're going to do is feel really terrible about yourself and that you failed, right? And then that's when we can get into that mentality where it's like, well, stuff it stuff it. Like I may as well just go all out, eat whatever I want. And then you feel those feelings of guilt and shame. And then it's like the cycle just starts again. And so like recognizing, okay, if this is my goal, is my lifestyle, is the next month going to be able to help me um, support me getting to that goal? And if the answer is no, then okay, let's just shift that. Let's change what the goal is for this month. Maybe this month for you is going to be a great opportunity for you to start working on your relationship with food, right? Um, Getting used to eating out at social events, enjoying foods that you wouldn't normally eat and not feeling the need to go overboard and overconsume them to the point where you're not even enjoying them, you're just stuffing them in your mouth. So building that relationship with food, you're you're still working towards getting your end goal. It's not like because you're not losing fat, you're not going to get there. The goal is just going to shift so that you're setting yourself up for success, so that you're building confidence, so that in the new year, you can go back to that calorie deficit goal and then your environment is going to be much more controlled and it's going to be much easier to stick to. Um, that's really, really wonderful advice. Um, so another thing I wanted to kind of chat about was how to prepare, I guess, for the feelings of stress and anxiety leading up to a, um, to these social events as well and how do we best go about that because I know there'd be lots of listeners at the moment who'd be thinking, I'm feeling really nervous because I know what I do when I get into these social situations. I tend to overeat or I tend to get in this mindset where it's this all or nothing. I either don't allow myself to eat at all or I go completely – when I use the word overboard, I, I I think what I'm trying to say here is I, and because I've experienced this in my own life and I'm sure the both of you have as well, where it's more like you're eating um, and you're not mindful and you're not present and you're consuming to the point where you're not even really quite enjoying what you're consuming. Sometimes it can be a little bit of self-sabotage and um, in a way like self-harm in a way, right? Like we're doing something that is is harming even our mental health and we're trying to sabotage because we don't want to, you know, as soon as we stop, we feel those feelings of guilt and shame, right? So we're trying to just like not be present, not in the moment. So that can cause a lot of anxiety leading up to it. So what tips do we have for anyone that's feeling that way leading up to Christmas? What can they do to prepare for that day? I'll start a little bit here. So I think for myself personally, and kind of what I do for clients is something that took me a long time, unfortunately, to learn was even on the holidays, I'm still in control, right? 
at the end of the day, I still do have that control of what do I genuinely want to eat at these holidays? Obviously, I'm going to participate. Obviously, I'm going to have what my family's having. Be there, be present, you know, drink alcohol, whatever it is. But I'm still able to control portion sizes, how much I'm consuming, just because like in front of me on my plate, I don't have to eat the entire thing just because it's in front of me. Um, and I think that's something a lot of people struggle with. So still being mindful without kind of like you mentioned, like going overboard and understanding like, hey, maybe that chocolate cake looks really good on the table. You don't need this massive slice of it. And that same thing, you know, having maybe a smaller slice or whatever it is, is going to still satisfy you and you're still able to participate. So kind of approaching it as you would any other day with your regular like portion sizes and things like that. Yeah, love that. And I think being really mindful in the moment of when you're eating, enjoying what you're eating as well, and not just being about putting something in your mouth and swallowing it, being present. And and we might not be able to do this on Christmas Day, but I think leading up to Christmas Day, a really good thing that you can do is to begin to journal your feelings when you're eating something that maybe you don't feel is necessarily something you would usually eat or you feel comfortable eating. How do you feel prior? And this can just be a sentence. How do you feel prior? <clears throat> how did you feel during? And then how do you feel after? And be really, really aware of those thoughts. It's funny because sometimes we don't, we're not even aware of actually what we're thinking. We're, because we're not present, we're not sitting with the thoughts in our mind. And what that'll do is give you a lot of clarity as to, oh, okay, this is how I'm feeling around this certain food. You can start to work on that. And the great news is, is that we can always change our relationship with food. We can change the narrative in our minds, but if we're not aware of it, then we've got nowhere to start with that. Um, over to you, Coach Julie, what words <laughs> of advice do you have? <laughs> I would pretty much... <clears throat> echo pretty much the same thing Vanessa said is just like being really mindful and then just pretty much treating it just like it's another day almost and like trying to keep your routine as you know simple as possible you know be you have the knowledge by you know priorly tracking or just like you know understanding portion sizes so it's not like you know all of that goes out the window as soon as you know you're presented with these food options so <clears throat> just thinking about kind of how you want to feel even after the meal, I, I know it's a big one for me. It's just like, do I want to feel like really tired and lethargic the next day? Or do I want to still have like, you know, good energy by because I filled myself with like pretty nutritious foods, but also, you know, enjoyed and like participated in, you know, the big treats or whatever that like family members brought. Because that is like special and like, it's not like that's always going to be there. So just like allowing those like indulgences every now and then, but realizing, you know, we're able to just get back on track the next day. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely love it. And I'm just thinking of <clears throat> anyone now that might feel like, okay, well, well, how do I actually implement that now? Because it still can seem so incredibly scary on the day. And I would say just start to challenge yourself for the days leading up to Christmas. Start including small amounts of foods that you don't usually eat and in small portions. And I would highly advise you to do this anyway if you do feel this way around certain foods is to include them in smaller portions. We talk about it all the time. It's just becoming aware and having those foods around you. They will lose their power. You won't feel as scared. You won't feel like the need to overeat because you've kind of allowed yourself to eat that. You've given yourself permission. And it really comes down to when we tell ourselves we can't have something, you know, that's when we want it more, right? Um, so that, and then the second thing I just want to touch on is <clears throat> if you're listening to this, after Christmas Day and you're feeling guilt 
and shame for what you ate. I think this is a very, very important part, how we deal with that, because that's almost the worst. That feeling is terrible. I remember feeling it. Um, I remember feeling so bad. I remember going to the gym, trying to exercise like crazy, trying to restrict my calories, but being in this such a toxic mindset of like still being hungry though the next day and wanting to eat and then not allowing myself to eat and then thinking about food constantly and then probably overeating anyway later. And then you just feel terrible. And it's this fear like, oh my gosh, I've ruined all of my progress. I like to always say, you want to go buy the goldfish mentality. So goldfish lose their memory, their short-term memory really quickly. I think it's like three or five seconds, right? They do something, they forget it. And that's actually, maybe I'm a goldfish because that is my life at the moment. <laughs> Honestly, I am not remembering anything, but this is what I want you to adopt. When, if you feel like you've, and there is no shame and there is no moral judgment here because you can enjoy yourself and you can eat whatever the hell you want and you should never feel shame or guilt, but it's inevitable that you probably will, right? So you've done something that you think is quote unquote wrong. You're scared you're going to gain weight. You're scared you've ruined all of your progress. You feel upset with yourself. You feel like you failed yourself. You feel like you just don't have the discipline. All of those things are all lies, right? Now you can't change the past. There is nothing you can do right now that'll change the past. What you can do is impact the future. And the way that you're going to negatively impact the future is to sit with shame and with guilt, because what that's going to do is going to see that behavior reoccur and reoccur and reoccur and reoccur. So what's the best thing you can do? The best thing you can do is learn to forgive yourself. Sit in the uncomfortable right? I'm feeling terrible. I didn't like the choices that I made, but there is nothing I can do to change the past. Every single moment in your life is a moment to start again and to try again. You've got a fresh start literally every single moment. And if you can change that narrative in your mind and you can show yourself grace, I can assure you that whatever it is that you've done that you don't want to repeat, you don't want to repeat that behavior, you can positively impact that. You can ensure that that doesn't happen in the future if you change the way that you deal with it in the present. A hundred percent. I think that's such a good point. And I think too, going off the food guilt thing and like I think something we see a lot within clients is like the good food, bad food mentality. And something someone once told me that really stuck with me for a long time was like food has no moral value, right? So there's no moral value behind your food choices. And I think that's a really important thing to shine light on, especially going into the holidays, but always um, just understanding like you are not a quote unquote bad person because you choose to indulge in certain things and being able to understand that I think is so helpful. It helped me a lot in my journey, at least. That is so true. It's so true. Like what makes a food good or bad? Like what makes a food good? Did it murder a human? You know, did it rob a bank? That we know those things is going, okay, that's probably not a good thing to do, right? But what is it if you've eaten, I don't know, ice cream, cake, whatever it is that you think is off limits, every food serves its purpose. And the funny thing is, is if you have a terrible relationship with food and you actually fear those foods, those foods are good for you. They're the foods that you should be consuming. And I can assure you it won't be forever, but for a period of time, those are the foods that are going to actually help you heal with your relationship with food overall. Um, and yeah, dropping that self-judgment. I think we can be really hard on ourselves. We are our biggest critic, right? 
But we want to take back that power and we want to ensure that this we the decisions that we make in our life, especially around food, exercise, our health, are decisions that we make and not decisions coming from a place of guilt, shame and self-sabotage. And that comes with being aware of the thoughts in your mind and really taking back control of what you choose to think. And that is all in your control, which is like so incredibly awesome. Um, all right, to round this off, I just want to quickly touch on one more thing and that is comments from people. So we're going to like be seeing people that maybe we don't see all the time. Maybe we're seeing that annoying auntie that always says something dumb or like maybe it's a parent. Maybe one of your parents always seems to comment on what you're eating. How do we deal with this? Julie, what's your advice? My number one tip would just be to like place boundaries with that person so if the comments are really you know starting to bother you I would just say hey it's making me uncomfortable or I would appreciate it if we maybe like not talk about my appearance or how I look like because it's something I do struggle with so you know maybe changing the topic or um just letting them know that or even explaining kind of what you're doing can be really helpful too because a lot of the times like their intentions might be good and like bringing up some of these comments but their words are just a little like off base or they just don't, you know, connect in the same way that they're meant to. So a lot of the times just like explaining um, kind of where you're at can be really helpful too in regards to just people understanding. But I feel like a lot of the times, you know, it's their comments are made very innocently, but usually they have like a pretty big impact. So just, you know, by placing that boundary and just being very honest and vulnerable with them <clears throat> and, you know, letting them know that it is like a touchy subject for you can really help. But obviously, you know, some people don't understand boundaries either. So then you just have to either, you know, exit yourself from that conversation or just, you know, go just like try to brush it off as best as you can. <laughs> that is just such a great point. Boundaries are so important. But the last bit that you said around some people don't respect boundaries, they're usually the people that we're fearing <laughs> when we're going into these events because they don't really care. Like they don't actually care. And usually it's a projection of their own insecurity, their own it's so funny, in particular with food, everyone has a relationship with food, whether good or whether bad, right? And when we can recognize something in somebody else that maybe we want to be, or for some people, they lack so much self-esteem that they don't want to see people overcome issues that they are dealing with. And so it's always a reflection of them. And you need to be able to separate that. This is not a reflection of you. Their opinion actually doesn't mean jack right? But you're allowing it to mean Jack. So setting those firm boundaries. But like I said, if people, like you were saying, Julie, people don't respect those. It's about remembering where this person's coming from. Why are they saying that to me? Is this more of a reflection of where they're at as opposed to where I'm at? That can be really hard, especially when it's loved ones as well, because we don't expect that from people that we love. We think that they'll just care for us and love us. But unfortunately, we're all flawed and there are, we can't choose our family either. <laughs> there are going to be people in our family that just don't respect us. And that's something that we have to really work on um, ourselves as well. Coach Vanessa, did you have anything to add to that? I think too, something that helps me a lot is like letting the people in your life know that you're happy doing what you're doing. Hopefully that you are, but that you're happy to, you know, eat nutrient-dense foods and go to the gym and work on your fitness goals. I think a lot of people view fitness and like fitness goals as like this big sacrifice, right? Um, just depending on how you go about it. But if you're going about it in a healthy way, like I said, um, just understanding and like being able to educate people. I'm like, I'm, I'm really happy doing what I'm doing. Like, I don't really want your opinion unless I'm asking for it. 
and obviously saying it in a nicer way than that, but also just like being able to come at it from a point of like, hopefully you are enjoying what you're doing and that you're able to showcase that to your loved ones so that they're like, you know what? I understand why they're going through it. They're really happy um, doing what they're doing and prioritizing X, Y, and Z. So I, as you know, somebody else that's their loved one, I'm happy to support them in that. Yeah. I love that. I think um, sometimes health and fitness can be seen as a selfish thing and it's mm-hmm. not a selfish thing as long and it's, it can become an obsessive thing. Absolutely. But I think once again, that just comes down to people really projecting their insecurities on you. Maybe they aren't consistent at the gym. Maybe they can't get their diet in check. And so seeing you, it's it makes them feel worse about themselves. And instead of them dealing with that and taking ownership of that, why not bring you down? Because that makes them feel a lot better. And I think being aware of that can be really helpful. So you don't actually carry that judgment. You understand that that's something that it's an issue that they need to really be dealing with. Awesome, 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 awesome advice. <clears throat> Guys, listen, this time of year should be a great time, but for some of us, it can be a really difficult time as well. So I don't want to just say go out and have fun because for some of us, it's really not fun and it is really difficult. So for all of you that have loving, supportive family, but maybe struggle with, you know, food or feeling anxious socially, try as much as you possibly can to practice gratitude and just be really thankful that, you know, you've got people in your life that love you and that you've got all the things that you do have in your life, right? To be where you are right now in education, a roof over your head, food, right? All of that sort of stuff. And for everyone that is feeling anxious about this time of year because maybe they don't have supportive people in their life, I would just say maybe it's just about survival. (laughs) You know, we don't always have to enjoy this time of year and that's completely okay. It does serve a purpose. Sometimes we just need to do things that do make us feel uncomfortable. And I think like Coach Julie, you said, this might be a really great time for you to practice some boundaries and um, try to also practice empathy in that we kind of can understand why maybe some people are saying the things that they do say and that it's not a reflection of you. So we're sending you so much love. You've got this, you're stronger than you think. And if you ever need anything, you know, you can always DM myself, excuse me, DM me, you can DM coach Julie, you can DM Vanessa. We are here for you 100%, but we want to wish you a really happy Christmas. We love you all loads and you're wonderful. And can I just also say to my incredible, incredible team here, head coach Vanessa, head coach Julie, I'm going, oh, sorry, head coach Vanessa, coach Julie. Um, I just want to say a massive thank you. You're both absolutely incredible um, and you inspire me and you inspire so many women to be the best versions of themselves. So I hope you guys have a really incredible Christmas as well. Thank Thank you. you. My pleasure. My pleasure. All right, guys, we'll speak soon.